Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. Becoming a member on Patreon is the best way to help support I Love Old Time Radio. And if you pledge $6 or more a month, you get access to the Vintage Radio Club, which is an extra podcast a week with some longer productions. This past weekend, it was a Lux Radio Theater with a melodramic farce about two groups of jewel thieves who are each posing as a wealthy family in order to rob the other. It's called Cheating Cheaters. And if you want to hear more and help support I Love Old Time Radio, the visit vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Tuesdays are all about the adventures on My Friend Irma. This episode does make light of a sensitive subject concerning domestic violence, and it was originally aired June 9th, 1953, and it's entitled The Martin's Fight. Listener discretion is advised. My Friend Irma, created by Cy Howard, transcribed from Hollywood, and starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. As you all know, the Earth is a round planet that spins on its axis at a fast rate, and it's the law of gravity that keeps us from falling into space. However, there are exceptions where gravity doesn't help. <laughs> Take the brain of my roommate, Irma Peterson, which has been spinning for years and still hasn't fallen off into space. Irma? Irma, didn't you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry, Jane. I'm so interested in this book I'm reading. You are reading a book? Yeah. Jane, do you know that people are what they are because of heredity and environment? Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. I'd find it interesting, too, if I knew what those two words mean. (laughs) (laughs) That's simple, honey. Heredity is something that you get from your parents. You mean like the time I, I caught the measles from my father? No. No? No, no. I'll give you an example, honey. Okay. Uh, who do you resemble in your family? Well, I think I look more like my mother, but I must have my father's hair. Why do you say that? Well, somebody must have it. He's bald. <laughs> well, golly, now that I've got that straight, what's environment? Well, environment differs from heredity in that it shows how you are affected by things around you. You understand? Naturally. Okay, give me an example. Well, every winter on the farm in Minnesota, I would sit all day and scratch myself. Yeah. 
What yeah. kind of environment made you do that? Long woolen underwear. <laughs> Honey, environment is the thing that shapes you. Well, that's just what I'm talking about. I was in terrible shape. <laughs> I don't mean physically. What I mean is a person's character is molded by the things that surround him. For instance, you know, if the child is around people who are affectionate and kind and loving, well, then it'll be a happy child. Oh, that's so true, Jane. My folks were like that, sweet and kind, and they made me very happy. Of course, once in a while, if I did something naughty, my mother would slap me. You see, that's what you are today, a slap, happy child. <laughs> I'll teach you spending $5 on a dress. What do you think I am, a millionaire? But if for a formal affair, Henry Martin, don't you dare come near me. Oh, no? I'll show you. Oh, wow. Listen to them. It's the Martins having a fight again. Henry, put down that leg of lamb. That's for dinner tonight. Henry, Henry. <laughs> Let's get the police. Mrs. Martin, look at you. What happened? Henry's on the warpath again. Irma, quickly, get a piece of steak. Don't you think we ought to have a drink before we eat? Oh. <laughs> We're not going to eat. It's for her eye. Oh, oh, sit down, Mrs. Martin, and, and don't worry. We'll lock the door. Do you mind if I use your phone? No, of course not. Go right ahead. Hey, what, what's she doing, Jane? I think she's calling the police. Huh. Hello? Hello, Murphy's Department Store. This is Mrs. Henry Martin. I ordered a Father's Day gift for my husband, and I want to cancel it. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> well, what am I going to do, girl? Well, now, don't you think about it. Just rest. Oh, golly, that's him again. You come in here, and I'll hit you with a chair. Why, what did I do? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's Maestro Wanderkin. Come on in. What's the excitement? Uh, Mrs. Martin, look at you. Is this what Mrs. O'Reilly does when you don't have the rent? Now, please. <laughs> My show is very serious. Mr. Martin is on another rampage. Oh, I'm sorry. Mrs. Martin, is there anything I can do? No. He's the cruelest, meanest, most despicable person that ever lived. Well, I'll call the police. They'll put him where he won't hurt anybody. No. No, please don't. I'll miss him. <laughs> You'll miss him. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I can't help loving that man of mine. <laughs> Mrs. Martin, why don't you go and lie down in the bedroom? Yeah, wh wh why don't you do that while we talk it over and see what can be done? I honestly believe that any man who will strike a woman, regardless of the provocation, should be put away. <laughs> I wish to withdraw that statement. <laughs> Cookie, the door's locked. Will you open it? Oh, all right. Hello, girls. And maestro. Greetings. I understand the Martins had a fight. Mrs. Martin's in the bedroom, Master. What kind of place are you running here? Well, what can I do? I'm not one of these landladies who can throw people out on the street, you know. After all, you have to have a heart in this world. There's enough misery going on. Besides, they owe me six months back rent. Mr. <laughs> O'Reilly, did your husband ever fight like that with you? Oh, I should say not. After all, when I was married to Clancy, I was a small, frail girl. You know, built along delicate lines. Tell me, when did your lines change from delicate to delicatessen? <laughs> oh, hush up. 
Janie, maybe the best thing to do is to call the police. No, no. Mrs. Martin says that if the police take him away, she'll miss him. Well, that's how it is. Men are like girdles. You've got to have one around you no matter how much they make you suffer. O'Reilly, you are so right. Oh, if only men weren't such beasts. Now, you should know you spend all day trying to trap one. <laughs> Please, all this arguing isn't helping poor Mrs. Martin. Sure, we've got to try to think of something. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, girls, you're right. Hey, wait a minute, I know. Why don't we send them to that place, you know, uh, the court of human relatives? Oh, human relatives. <laughs> there is no such thing. You mean human relations? Well, it wouldn't do any good. They'd just throw them out. Why? Well, the last time they were there, the judge asked them to give an account of what happened. Yes, yes. And while Mr. Martin was showing him, Mrs. Martin ducked, and his honor was taken to the hospital with a broken nose. <laughs> oh, tell you, if you ask me, I think we should take the whole thing to the boxing commissioner. Oh, it's hard to believe. You know, her first name's Jacqueline, and when they first moved in, he used to call her his little Jackie Wacky. Hmm. Now it's all reversed. Instead of Jackie Wacky, he just stands around and whacks Jackie. <laughs> yeah. You know something? You can't trust these affectionate, mushy types. They start off calling you pet names and end up treating you like a dog. I better get it. It might be Mr. Martin. Hiya, Jane. Maestro, Mrs. O'Reilly. What's new, chicken? Oh, hello, Al, honey. Mr. Martin beat up his wife. She's in the bedroom resting. So the bum beat up on his wife again? Yeah. Just shows when a man don't have a hobby. <laughs> Al, why don't you go up and beat some sense into that brute's head? Huh? Yeah, go ahead, Al. Show all these people that my Al's a real man. Well, uh, 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 what day is today? Wednesday. Can't do it. You see, uh, uh, in this state, fighting is illegal on Wednesday. Oh, not unless you just pass the law. Go on. Okay, you don't have to push. I'm not scared. Why are your knees shaking? Took a rumble lesson last week. It hasn't worn off yet. Yeah, you're my man. Now go on. All right, chicken, I'll go. And if you hear someone hollering, don't be alarmed. I won't hurt him too much. Now, let's see. Apartment 2B, 3B. Ah, here it is, 4B. I think I'll lay him out first. Then have a friendly discussion. Open up. I said open up, you little squirt. What did you say? <laughs> oh, I said uh, I forgot to button up my little shirt. Well, what did you want? Oh, nothing, just being friendly. Nice apartment you have here. Oh, the nosy type, huh? Now, uh, wait a minute. All right, get out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, Al. Well, this is no time to rest. Get off the floor and do what you said you were going to do. Oh, chicken. Look what he did to your nose. Oh, come on, Al, honey. I'll put a bandage on it. My poor little Algie. And I always had such a perfect Roman nose. You think it's broken, chicken? No, it's just bent a little. Glory me. Look at him. Hey, what happened to you? I had an accident. I bet you hit him so hard your fist just bounced back. Well, it looks like Braun will not accomplish our purpose. Well, if Braun won't do it, maybe Brains will. I'm going up to talk to him. You? <laughs> he wouldn't dare strike a woman. 
See you later. Oh, that poor Mr. Martin. When Irma's finished talking to him, he'll wish somebody had come up and slugged him. So you see, Mr. Martin, in marriage, two must pull together. It's what they call tug of war. (laughs) What? Well, let me put it some other way. Now, marriage should be like two beautiful flames burning side by side in the furnace. And you must never let the fire go out. I agree. You do? Sure. That's why every so often I give her a poke. What rules? Well, you know what they say when you get married? That this woman joined in matrimony, let no man take a part. <laughs> well, I don't like to get mad at it. Of course not. You're a nice man, Mr. Martin. Oh, thanks. And your wife loves you. Does she? Sure she does. Okay, Irma. I'm going to make it my business not to have any more arguments with it. Oh, that's a spirit. Just remember the old saying, true love never runs smooth. Is that how that expression goes? Yes, why? Well, my wife and I were discussing it the other day. She kept arguing it goes the other way. Smooth love never runs true. Wait till she walks in here. I'll knock all her teeth out. Peterson, would you please answer the phone? Miss Peterson. Oh, no. Sound asleep again. Miss Peterson. Miss Peterson. Miss Peterson. Huh? Huh? Answer the phone. The phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, sure, Mr. Clyde. Milton J. Martin, wife beater at law. What? Give me that phone. (laughs) Hello, Milton J. Clyde, attorney at law. You see my secretary. Oh, you know my secretary. Yes, 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 Judge Harper. Lunch tomorrow? Yes, that's fine. Thank you. Goodbye. Miss Peterson. Miss Peterson, wake up. Huh? Up, up, up. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mr. Clyde. What's Don't... the matter with you? Didn't you get any sleep last night? Oh, no, the Martin's upstairs. They had a terrible quarrel, and she slept in my bed last night. <laughs> I had to sleep in the Murphy bed. You know, the one on the wall? It was so uncomfortable. Well, did you pull it down as far as you could? Oh, are you supposed to pull it down? <laughs> oh, no, no, girl. When I tell people, they won't believe this. Hey, uh, Mr. Clyde, you know, you're a lawyer. You know the law. Yeah, it's a lucky thing for you that I do. It's the only thing that prevents me from throwing you out of the window. Mr. Clyde, uh, can a husband be sued for assault with a battery? <laughs> Peterson, I have news for you. That's assault and battery. No, Mr. Clyde, you see, Mr. Martin hits Mrs. Martin on the head with a flashlight. Oh, assault with a battery, yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Will you tell me? The Martin. Miss Peterson, I am not interested in the Martins. How can you say that a fine American you are? What's that got to do with it? Well, the Martins are American, and they're fighting. And if you're not interested in helping fighting Americans, you're a draft dodger. <laughs> Mr. 
Listen, the only draft that I'm dodging is the one that goes through your ears with nothing to stop it. <laughs> now, if you will please leave your domestic life outside this office, I'd like to get some work done. May we proceed? Yeah, just take this letter. Paper. All right, you ready? Yeah, all right. To uh, uh, Miss Connie London, 81 Halstead Street, Peoria. Uh, with regard to your accident while bathing at the palace pool, I wish to inform you your suit comes up before Judge Peters on the 20th of next month. <laughs> Have you got that? Of course. Good. Read it back to me. To Miss Connie Peoria, 81 Halstead Street, London. Oh. Uh, with regard to your accident, please come up in a bathing suit to Judge Peters on the 20th of next month. No, no. Can't you get anything right? I'm sorry, Mr. Clyde. You want me to do it over? Of course I want you to do it over. But this time, type it. Maybe it's your shorthand that gets you mixed up. And make a carbon. I want an extra copy. Yes, Mr. Clyde. Okay. Shoot, I'm ready. All right, start the letter. To Miss... Wait a minute. Something wrong? I asked you to put in a carbon because I wanted copies. Don't you think you ought to put in the paper, too? Oh, what's the use, Mr. Clyde? I just can't concentrate today. I guess... I guess my mind's on Mrs. Martin. Well, for heaven's sake, go over there and get it back. Well, before I go, please, Mr. Clyde, couldn't you tell me if there's something I could, I, I could do about the Martin? Oh, good. Well, will Mrs. Martin file a complaint against her husband? No. Then there's nothing you can do about it. Mr. Clyde, I don't know the meaning of the word nothing. Well, I do. Nothing is what works for me. Now go home. Go home. <laughs> What did Mr. Clyde have to say about the Martins? Well, he wasn't very helpful, but I looked up some cases in his law book. Yeah? Did you find anything? Yeah. There was uh, one case of a man who beat his wife every day with a baseball bat, but he got away with it. He did? On what grounds? He told the judge he was a baseball player, and while he was doing his homework, his wife got in the way. Just lovely. Yeah, but I learned an awful lot from those law books. You know, I never knew there were so many courts. First, there's a superior court. Let's see. Now, what's the next one? Superior uh, Erie? No, Michigan. <laughs> oh, those are the Great Lakes. And then come in. It's only us again, me and Mrs. O'Reilly. Hello, girls. And Mrs. Martin's still here? No, no. I made her go to a matinee at the Bijou. I thought it might give us time to think of something. Well, a good idea, Jeannie. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking... Uh, if Mrs. Martin changed her hairstyle, you know, dyed it blonde, wore dark glasses... Well, what good would that do? Well, then maybe he wouldn't recognize her, and he, he wouldn't dare hit a strange woman. <laughs> no, no, I mean, if he doesn't recognize her and starts getting friendly, she'll clobber him for being a flirt, and the whole thing will start all over again. Oh, gee, I see. Still, it might not be a bad idea. I know when I go to the beauty parlor... I get a few whistles from the truck drivers. This is only because they think you're another truck and they're trying to tell you to get off the sidewalk. Oh, shut up, you looking harpoon. Harpoon, huh? You're only calling me that because you look like a whale and you want I should throw myself at you. Come in. Hiya, folks. Hello, chicken. Hello, Al, honey. Any uh, change in the Martin versus Martin pugilistics? No, no, and we're rapidly making no progress. Too bad. 
You know, they remind me of the Spinellis. Lived next door to us in Jersey. Always beating his wife until we finally put a stop to it. You did? How? Well, you see, chicken, Mr. Spinelli was a musician. Yeah? Used to practice a lot. And every time his wife would come into the room, he'd hit her over the head with his piccolo. <laughs> so, we got his boss to switch him to the piano. <laughs> Almost broke his back trying to swing a baby grand at his wife. <laughs> Maybe we ought to give up. Oh, now, wait, maestro. The Martins live over us, you know. And one of these days, he's liable to hit her so hard, we'll be eating chandelier for breakfast. Chandelier for breakfast? That's what's meant by a light meal. <laughs> <laughs> Irma, your mouth is open. Your mouth is open, Irma. Mrs. O'Reilly might plug an electric cord in your ear and use your head for a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> there must be some way we can bring that man to his senses. Hey, I've got it. I don't know what you've got, but the best offer you get, sell it. <laughs> I was reading this morning what it said about people's environment. Yeah, what about it? Well, don't you see? It said that people react to things around them. If a person is around the right people, he'll turn out good. I remember once there was a, a shifty kid in our neighborhood who gave every indication of growing up to be a crook. His family decided he needed a different environment. So they sent him to a very high-class finishing school. Now they'll only rob society people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Chicken, what's your idea? Well, we'll invite them down here, and when they see how sweet Al and I are to each other, maybe they'll change their ways. Or get sick. <laughs> Chicken, I'm with you. In their presence, I will call you... Uh, Wookie. And I will call you Schnooky. <laughs> and I will call you Whammy. And I will call you Lammy. And I will call the wagon for both of us. <laughs> Chicken, I think it's sensational. We'll show the Martins that it takes a heap of loving to make a home. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the heap is already too deep, so I'm going to creep. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Well, so the two of you decided to show the Martins it's better to be lovable than fight. Well, what about it? Well, come up to my room where you can swear it's better to be dead than alive. <laughs> well, they're all gone, Al. Now, all we do is call the Martins and invite them over. Chicken, we got to rehearse being in love. Now, come on, give me a nice big kiss. Why do you always wave when I kiss you? Well, Al, your kisses send me and I'm saying goodbye. <laughs> Some uh, more coffee, Mr. Martin? Yeah, thanks. Here you are. Oh, here's some fresh cookies. Oh, hello, Al, darling. Hello, sweetie pie. Give Daddy a nice big kiss. Did Poopsie miss Mommy? But, Irma, you only went to the kitchen. Don't make no difference. When one of us goes anywhere, the other gets lonely. Oh, yes, I remember once he was gone a whole hour and I cried my eyes out. But what happens when you're at work? Well, then it's a case of mental telepathy. Oh, yes, that's why they call us pathetic mental cases. <laughs> Easy, chicken. Well, uh... Shall we exchange birthday gifts? Is it your birthday? Oh, not really, but every day we're together. We're so happy that each of us was born. There's nothing like two people getting along. Ah, the things we do for each other. Remember when you were sick 
And I brought you flowers, sweetheart. Oh, yes, darling. Roses, daisies, and daffodils. <laughs> no, dearest. There was no daisies. Just roses and daffodils, babykins. No daisies, honey. <laughs> no daisies? My chicken wicken has such a lousy memory. <laughs> he doesn't say things like that about his poopsies. Yeah, my wife can't remember her name sometimes. Ah, just a minute. There's nothing wrong with my memory, Poopsie. I'm sure there were daisies. Snooky. Mooksy, there weren't any daisies. <laughs> but, baby doll, you're wrong. Cooksy, there were no daisies. What's <laughs> with you men? You think you know everything. Yeah, considering they're so stupid. Who's stupid? Oh, you're getting smart again, huh? Put that tea kettle down. It belongs to Irma. Now, don't tell me I don't know a daisy when I see one. Calling me stupid, huh? I'll show you. Take that. Oh, Al, look, he hit it with my book. Well, that's the way some dames are. You've got to educate them one way or another. <laughs> friend Irma came to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. This episode makes light of domestic violence, which in itself is not a laughing matter. But there is one thing I believe about comedy that there should not be any subject that's off limits. But just because we make jokes about sensitive subjects doesn't mean we are accepting of them or dismissing the severity of the subject or the pain they cause. For me, comedy distracts me from being sad all the time. If I can laugh at something for just a moment, I'm not so down. doesn't mean I don't deal with the pain or push it away. When I'm down, I think less clearly. For me, laughing stimulates my mind and allows me for some clarity in my thinking. There has to be some balance, though. Now, this is how I deal with things, which may not be how you deal with things. Domestic violence is one of the most unreported crimes worldwide. 
If you or someone you know is a victim of domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. This number is for those in the United States since most of my audience comes from there, but you can find a number near you by searching for Domestic Violence Hotline. If you prefer, you can visit their website at thehotline.org and chat with someone 24-7. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we join Detective Danny Clover in Broadway Is My Beat. And join us again next Tuesday for more from my friend Irma. For I Love Old Time Radio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.